Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to WGWG.org. My name is Stephanie Flores Fuentes. Welcome to Insert Subject Here, or ISH, as I like to call it. ISH is a segment in this radio that covers popular news subjects and takes a closer look at the data in regards to said subjects. Today we will be talking about blood, so let's listen to some music before we get to the details. All right, I know what you may be thinking. Blood? Is it because Halloween is just around the corner? To which I say, I believe in my heart that Halloween season starts on September 1st, and no one can sway me. Fall is the best season. But this isn't why we're talking about blood. Blood is kind of important for survival, and more is needed after large accidents and natural disasters. Well, that and I've been seeing a lot of blood drive advertisements in my area, so I figured that now would be a good time to talk about the subject. So let's start off with the structure of blood. According to John Hopkins Medicine, blood is made up of five components and their functions are as follows. Red blood cells. These cells carry oxygen to tissues in the body and are commonly used in treatment for anemia. There's platelets, which help the blood clot and are used in treatments for leukemia and other forms of cancer. White blood cells which are cells that fight infection and aid the immune process. Plasma, the watery liquid part of the blood in which red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets are suspended. Plasma is needed to carry many parts of the blood through the bloodstream. Plasma serves many functions, including the following. It helps maintain blood pressure. It helps provide proteins for blood clotting and it helps balance the levels of sodium and potassium. And finally, we have cryoprecipitate AHF, which is the portion of the plasma that contains clotting factors to help control the bleeding. Red blood cells, most white blood cells, and platelets are all produced in the bone marrow. How much of each component is produced depends on person to person. For example, most people's blood is made up of about 1% of white blood cells, but this number increases if a person is, say, fighting an infection. White blood cells are produced in greater numbers until the bacteria, virus, or other foreign matter is destroyed. Each person walks around with about 1.2 to 1.5 gallons of blood, so try not to think about that. Or maybe do, that's fine. Your body regulates how much blood is inside your body to function well. This is a bit of a careful balance because if you have too little or too much, it can hinder a person from performing well and could cause several side effects. And with that in mind, let's take a break and listen to some music. Welcome back, listeners. Now for the fun part, blood transfusions. Now... Historically, it took us quite a bit of hits and misses to understand what was going on with the whole blood thing. For starters, in 1667, Jean-Baptiste Denise in France went around and used lamb's blood for transfusion on humans, which, um, yeah, don't do that. He ended up killing a few people, and, well, as a doctor, you're kind of in the business of avoiding that. But he continued to test us because of the fact that the first two times that he tried the lamb's blood transfusion, it worked. 
a couple historians believe that the reason for this is because he used such a small amount of lamb's blood that it probably didn't cause an adverse reaction. Over a century later, the first transfusion that dealt with human blood to human blood didn't occur until 1818 by James Blundwell. But it was kind of a bit of a Wild West situation out there until Carl Landsteiner discovered the fact that there were different blood types and some that were non-compatible in 1901. And that's when things got better on the whole. Not accidentally killing people with blood is kind of important. All in all, we know now that there are eight blood types, all made up of A, B, AB, and O. And then there is the whole pesky or H factor, which is a protein that decides whether a blood type is positive or negative. Blood is positive when the RH protein is on the surface of blood cells. It is completely normal not to have these two, but it is an important factor to consider in a donation. A person who does not have RH factor cannot receive blood from a person that does, but the opposite is completely safe. Of all blood types, O negative is the universal donor, while AB positive is the universal receiver. Blood types are determined by genetics, but there can also be some complications in childbirth if the mother and the child have different RH factor status. On the blood type end, I personally have O positive blood, which is very, very common. In the US, about 47% of people have O positive blood. That's one of the reasons why I get so many emails and calls about donating blood. I can't imagine what it must be like for a person with O negative blood, but I figure that they get notified all the time. According to the Red Cross, they provide about 40% of our nation's blood and blood components, all from generous volunteer donors. But supply can't always meet demand because only about 3% of age-eligible people donate blood yearly. Each new donor helps meet patients' needs. Platelet donations must be used within 5 days, while red blood cells can be used within 42 days or less. This is why donation is so important for those who need transfusions. But there is also another side that we must consider, which is the for-profit side of blood donations. This might sound like a perfectly possible thing to do, however, there is also another side that must be considered in this subject, which is the economic side. People who sell their blood to these centers are usually the most in need, and it's no mistake that many of these companies are located in areas with people with lower economic standing. Some people in those areas depend on selling their blood in addition to their jobs to put food on the table, which makes it highly unfair when these centers don't even pay them properly. There are many companies that pay with cards, and people who donate blood and retrieve their funds from these cards can't even access the full amount which they were promised. On the other hand, nonprofit centers worry that because these people are incentivized with money and are in such situations that they really need this money, they might lie on questionnaires that they fill out before they donate blood. Although this would be a highly improbable situation due to how much testing blood undergoes, they worry that someone who needs a transfusion might receive an incorrectly filed blood sample. 
So in close, blood is important. It's what pumps through your veins and literally keeps you alive. Approximately 36,000 units of red blood cells are needed every day in the U.S. So if you are able to help, please go out and donate blood for others who are in need. You may end up saving someone else's life. This has been Insert Subject Here. If you have any questions or comments, please send an email to info at wgwg.org. My name is Stephanie Flores Fuentes. Thank you for listening.